Hello again. Uh, homeowners and businesses are beginning to count the cost of flooding which hit Middleton in County Cork and other parts of the country in recent days. There's crews in, out and about in Louth and Meath today with um, floods there as well, particularly around the Bettystown area. Now Middleton is on alert for another deluge forecast to hit Cork on Sunday night, Monday morning, as a new yellow rain warning will be in place for both Munster and Connacht. Here's a clip of some home and business owners who described the devastation of this week's floods in Middleton. Just started coming in the back door. I grabbed everything I could. I had to turn the power off. As I said, it went up as far as the sockets and the fridge floated away and out the back then our kerosene. So the house is full of kerosene as well as everything else. My name is Linda Cordliano. Um, we own Latratoria Main Street, Middleton. A family restaurant. Devastating news for us today. It came so fast, people were inside having lunch. The next minute came in the back door and it came in like a river. No flood insurance. No one. Joe Rin and this is my wife's business, Dakota. It's a clothes shop on the main street in Middleton. We've been absolutely devastated. And today we're here dealing with the aftermath. We can't get skips in. The town is in complete disarray and we have no help. We don't know what to do. Now, I also spoke to Professor Connor Murphy of the Icarus Climate Change Centre at Maynooth University, who, outli- who outlined how we'll have to build such climate change factors into any flood defences that are built from here on in. When we look back at the overall trend of how rainfall is changing, it's very clear to us now that a, a climate change signal is emerging in extreme rainfall events, particularly in rainfall intensity. So the kinds of heavy rainfall events that that we're seeing uh, over recent days, we can see a clear climate change signal within those. On average across the country, for every one degree rise in global temperature, we're seeing rainfall intensity increase by 8%. So this is showing us climate change is here. It's happening now. And we really need to think about how we adapt to flood risk in Ireland. And when you're talking there about the level of rainfall and just how soaked the ground was just how does that look when there's in, in a time of heavy rainfall? Is is that what we're seeing in Middleton? Yes, and, and indeed elsewhere around the country is that when you have saturated conditions, rainfall when it falls then has, has nowhere to go, only run off directly into river courses. So we see rivers, river levels rising rapidly uh, and, and inundating and causing such devastation for, for local communities where, where they're in the way. I just want to go back to that figure you used. You say that there's 8% more rain for every one degree of warmer temperatures. To what degree can that be factored into flood mitigation infrastructure when it's being built? It's a great question and it's crucial that we do so. So when we're thinking about flood risk into the future, we're building infrastructure now. Uh, We're putting plans in place and it's crucial that climate change is factored into those uh, designs and into those plans. So when we're thinking about critical infrastructure, when we're thinking about roads, when we're thinking about flooding, we need to uh, make sure that we're stress testing that infrastructure to what future climate may bring. Um, And indeed, but also to recognise that, you know, climate change is happening now. When people think about climate action, they often think about greenhouse gas reductions and and transition to, to low carbon economies. But climate change is happening and we need to adapt. And that means making sure that our communities, the systems, the critical infrastructure we depend upon are resilient to climate change. Is there such thing as a controlled flood? Because, you know, throughout human history, people have lived with and in some cases even benefited from flooding rivers. But is there a point on a river's course at which you can allow it to flood? And what's the best way of controlling that? 
Um, certainly, there are different toolkits we can use for managing floods. So you mentioned accommodating the flow, rivers flood naturally. So an important thing to do would be to make room for that river to flood upstream where it's unlikely to do damage to a built up area that can reduce the, the flood peak or flood wave as it moves downstream. And places like Middleton might, might see less of an impact. There's also the engineering response uh, in terms of development of flood defences and what we might call nature-based approaches, thinking about land use management in a catchment to, to slow the flow, to reduce the flood peak. And that was Professor Connor Murphy of the Icarus Climate Change Centre in Maynooth University. Now still with me in studio, our Minister for Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gaeltacht and Sport. Uh, she's joining us from Cork, Catherine Martin, Pada Tobin, Aintu Leader and TD for Mead West and Paul Murphy, People Before Profit, TD for Dublin South West. Um, Catherine Martin, your party leader was talking about upstream measures that might be used to mitigate flooding and land use being part of that. How would that work and how would landowners be brought along with that process? Um, yeah, ju- just to say, first thing, my heart goes out to, to, to those whose homes or, or businesses have, have been affected by, by flooding in Cork and, and Waterford and some of the stories we've we've just heard and, of course, seen in, in recent days on t- the TV are absolutely devastating. And just to say there there are there is assistance there in the Humanitarian Assistance Fund and, and I know Minister Coveney intends to, to bring um, a separate scheme to, to Cabinet this week for, for business and community groups. And, you know, it is clear, you know, as has just been said by um, Connor, you know, climate change is here um, and it, it will lead to, to events like this happening more often and, and more severe. And I suppose a, a real warning sign for, for this year was that huge marine heat wave in, in the summer, um, you know, because, you know, it's, it's the science, you know, more, more ocean heat leads to more water evaporation into the atmosphere more more rain and we've certainly seen a lot of rain and I think we we, we probably need to, to look at not only predicting rainfall now but um, having you know taken account of land saturation following you know months of heavy rainfall um, and how it might cause flooding and looking at maybe a flood warning service um, I suppose in relation to what, what Minister Ryan Eamon said you know the you know we we have that commitment already to to carry out a land use review, uh, which is now underway, and that's examining the way that we use land in this country, such as forestry, such as peatlands, and and one aspect of that is is looking at bog rewetting and the use of forestry to to mitigate flood, flooding risks in in river catchments, and and that review will influence the the, the policy makers. Um, I know my colleague Pippa right, had just, but just a question, I suppose. You know, the, the the river course goes in its own direction and, you know, the state will not own all the land that's going to be affected by, say, controlled flooding in, in any of this. So how would landowners be brought on board in terms of deciding where the water ends up? Um, well, if you, I was just going to mention there, like one thing there is, you know, like we we know one nature's the key ally in 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 in, in flood defences, and as you know, Pippa has announced as part of her 1.3 billion forestry program, a scheme that will will allow people to plant up to two hectares of forestry along a river or stream w- without without a license. In the the climate nature fund that was just announced in the recent budget of 3.15 billion, we we need to find ways to help farmers um, to to work with the environment 
and to, you know, so moving drains from, from bogs. There are lots of natural ways of, of doing this, natural flood management measures, right. like that <clears throat> peatland restoration, like the woodland creation, um, you know, and managing the wetlands, reconnecting rivers with, with their floodplains. And, uh, and of course, we have to look at the the, the sins of the past in, in the case of planning where, you know, there was planning on floodplains allowed um, I, 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 you know, and that they were now we're reaping the, the consequences okay. of that. But I, I, I just, I just want to, before I just go through, I want to ask you one because you mentioned si- uh, a scheme that Simon Coveney is going to bring to Cabinet. When he previously spoke of a scheme in Wexford and Kerry back in July, he said that business owners would not be compensated in that scheme for loss of earnings. Will the same conditions apply um, for, for any scheme that's announced with regard to Middleton? Well, Minister Coveney is, is currently working on the details of it and, right. and, so we'll, you, you, and bring it to Cabinet to next hand. week and I don't have those details yet. All right. Um, Paul Murphy, the, the issue of prevention of flooding and trying to mitigate it, not only through infrastructural works, but also, you know, controlled flooding, land re-wetting and all of that. What's your stance on that? Yeah, first of all, just my full solidarity to all the people affected. I mean, absolutely horrendous to see the pictures of people's homes destroyed, businesses destroyed, their lives turned upside down all of a sudden with, you know, a month's worth of rain falling in a few days. Um, I, I think all of what has been talked about in terms of land use change, forestry, etc., that all has to be part of, uh, of it. I mean, there's two things here. This, this is climate change, you know, with climate change comes more and more extreme weather events. And we're going to get worse than this. Like Greece a couple of months ago, uh, didn't get a month's worth of rain in a day. They got three years of rain in two days in large parts of Greece, which has wiped out a quarter of agricultural production. Like, even more extreme weather events are coming. So there's two things that we need to do. One is climate mitigation, as in try and stop climate change or reduce climate change as much as is possible, which means actually meeting the targets as opposed to wildly missing the targets, which we're currently doing. It means no more data centres. It means changing the model of farming in this country and incentivising small farmers to to do that. It means free public transport. But the second thing is climate adaptation, because no matter what we do, a large amount of climate change is now already built in, at least 1.5 degrees, I would say, potentially more. Just briefly, before I go to Pallet, the issue of compensation to business owners, loss of Earnings, etc. Would you are you for uh, or against that, or for, do you think that for, for absolutely for, okay. these people aren't to blame whatsoever? All right, Padre Toby. Yeah. One of the most frustrating elements about this is, I believe, is that we have a breakdown in public administration in this country. So, um, in most, so many projects now that relate to public administration are either seriously delayed or cost way more than they should. All right, so specifically example, in, on in, flood defences, yeah, where so does in, that in apply, middle, in your in opinion? The, in the Middleton uh, case, you had a situation where after uh, Storm Frank in 2015, you know, there was a realisation that this had to be dealt with. Uh, the process started in 2017, and yet here we are, that the government is talking about the planning application may be submitted next year. And then, you know, we know that planning process is so slow uh, in, the, in this country, not just because what the government say about people testing it with court cases, but also because it's not resourced properly. And like, you know, every single aspect of public administration now that we see is wound up in bureaucracy, it's wound up in red tape and it's wound up in waste. Like Metro uh, Link, for example, we've been talking about it for, for decades, yet the Spanish were able to build 130 kilometres of Metro in the space right. of, of eight years. The same with the National Children's Hospital, the same with all of these projects. Sure. Let, let me just put that point to Catherine Martin. The failure to resource the planning infrastructure in this country or the planning decision-making bodies is undermining people's faith in planning itself. People think that objections are the problem when in fact in large part the 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 planning system 
is overwhelmed. Well, I, well, I just like to say I think we need to be very careful at put, putting the blame on, on, on people who are rightly putting in objections. That is the right to do that or observations because some of our problems right. with flooding but, well, have Just been to be clear, no, nobody said that. What, what, what was being said was that the, that the existing planning, planning decision-making process is under-resourced and as a result, the appearance is there that the objections are delaying things when in actual fact the system is not working as efficiently as it might do. And we are reforming our planning system. So including uh, creating an environmental court in the High Court and, and what we will end up will, will hopefully be a planning system that moves quicker um, but also takes account of, of local knowledge and environmental concerns in relation to these type of schemes um, and there will be a legal cost scheme there to help people if they have objections. So that, the, that reform is, is key. But the problem there, Minister, is, is it, that reform looks again at, at, at the element whereby people challenge a particular planning. The issue that I'm talking about here is that there's there seems to be just a, a, a tolerance of the planning process going on for years. So I'm thinking of like the, the Navin to Dublin rail line, uh, you know, it, it's 20 years in, in, you did in, well in, to get in, that in in the line. It took three years to build it in 1850s with picks and shovels. Like th- th- it, it's just so frustrating how slow we are at capital projects. And colonialism is good and for planning, no, is it? I, I, I just think that we, we have we have a, a, a culture in the government that allows for public administration to fall down. Right. I'll give you another example, just very briefly. Oh, no, I, just, I, want, I, want, no, I do want to get on to the issue of insurance and I'll come back to we, the Minister. We will have a system that will move quicker. All right. Uh, Paul Murphy, the, the, the inability of people in, uh, in homes and businesses to get insurance in areas like this is going to mean that operating... Uh, repairing a home for a start but also operating a business is going to be extremely challenging. What's what's the solution? Yes, you're right. People are going to be, after this disaster, going to be faced with the possibility of simply not being able to get insurance for their cafe or shop or garage or whatever it is that they're uh, running. Um, we should be clear that insurance companies in this country are making enormous profits. Uh, it's, what, four days ago since Allianz announced profits of 50 million, uh, an increase of 12%. FBD's pre-tax profits are up to 39 million for the first six months of this year. So the insurance companies are making huge profits and yet are refusing to touch people. I, sure, I think they, the they, they could insure people, but they could have massive premiums it, it, in order to mitigate exactly, the risk. Exactly, to make to it them, effectively. Sure. I mean, it's just as much as... So what as are you calling you for? Charge. We need a state, uh, a state not-for-profit insurance company right. for the same reason Let as me put that to the Minister Minister what, what do you think the solution is to people who are unable to get insurance in areas that have been hit by floods I think in, in light of this um, horrific um, flood and you know and what we will expect uh, because climate change is real and it's happening and we're seeing that impact there I, I, I think this is something that government w- will have to, to, to discuss how to help those communities who can't ex- access insurance and I'm sure the relevant minister will be looking at that. Alright, okay, well we're going to move on and have a look at issues besetting the health service after this. Saturday with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1. 